0: Sir, Driven Minds Podcast, this is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Weeks. Yes, sir. And with another episode of Driven Minds Podcast, season four. Absolutely. And we're in with... Uh fly, ill, dope, dynamic guest, mm-hmm. the CEO and founder of The Lives of Men, Mr. Jason Rosario.
1: Man, thanks for having me. Y'all, y'all sound too cool right now, man. Y'all got, <laughs> got the it. Barry White voices on. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, lower my oh, voice boy. a couple octaves.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> we got a full audience today, too. Shout out to everybody who came out packed today. House. Bert, let's get a, you know, a round of applause for yeah, 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 so you yeah, yeah. in the room. You feel me? Yeah, I'll tell a funny story about everybody in here later. <laughs> but, yeah, um... Man, the good brother Jason. We got the chance to link up to my man Jonathan Jackson. Yeah, shout out um, to John. Absolutely, who's my brother and he always like puts me in touch with like dynamic individuals who are contributing a lot to the space, um, to the culture space, to to millennials, to to pretty much people of color who are trying to do amazing things. He always puts me in touch with people who are creating that platform and how I got introduced to you guys was to the T O T L O M platform, the conference. Right. And um, it was a random, I think, Saturday. He was like, yo, Travis, you should go. So I'm like, all right, let me, let me go check it out. Oh, so you didn't plan on attending? <laughs> oh, not at dumb. first. Oh, Actually, dumb. not at first. Actually, last minute, I was just like, you know what? I think I was talking to Nat, and I was like, you know, I'm going to head to uh, this conference that John put me on. Um, And it was right by the crib, unfortunately. Okay. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, I came, and just from the energy, as soon as I walked in the conference, like, I just felt accepted um i felt inspired the energy was great everybody just had this um you know this 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 vibe to them that you know they wanted to build with you and it was really dope and um it started off with um malik yoba just talking about why men coming together in the camaraderie between men and why we should be building with each other and why it's okay to be vulnerable and conversations that don't really happen like that in the space and um you know, it opened my, my mind up to, you know, thinking in different ways. and I just really thought, like, wow, how important this is for men, men of color, to be able to come together and, you know, just really have these conversations, man. So I want to salute to you Yo, thank for you for creating that. that platform, brother. Appreciate
1: that, man. And shout to John, because he's the ultimate connector. Absolutely. Um, you know, he's he's put me in touch with so many people that have been uh, helpful in, in terms of moving this platform forward. But, you know, yeah, I mean, we, we'll talk about the conference, I'm sure, a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. But that was, from, for us, such a big turning point. In terms of what we're doing, and um, and to your point, man, we're we're just not having conversations like that amongst in, in our community, but particularly amongst men of color. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to advance that those conversations.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have such a you know a, a dynamic career as well. Um, tell the people about who you are, you know, um, and where did it all start for you?
1: Absolutely, man. That's um great question because it's it's so layered. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a native New Yorker, and we we're just talking about it offline. How so many people That that we meet are transplants, right? So, but native New Yorker from the Bronx, um, in the Bronx now, and uh, you know, grew up, oldest of five kids. Uh, My mom is Dominican immigrant woman, so that comes with a certain experience. You know what I mean? It it comes with. It's not unlike a lot of other young men in New York City, inner city, and their experience in terms of growing up. Very little uh, positive. Real male role models Mm -hmm. and having to learn how to be men by trial and error and And really just trying to learn on our own and trying to survive So, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be surrounded by really good people that Mentored me and kind of showed me the way and so fast forward. I went to college uh, Built a successful career in finance and decided to leave all of that to do something that's a little bit bigger than myself Mm -hmm. And that's that's the beginning of the the lives of men
2: nice Nice, nice. Um, In that transition to college, how did you, what was the epiphany, the thing that, you know, that hit you? Because you, you, you were in finance, you were successful, you were making money. What would make you want to pivot? Was there something that you had a bigger calling or yeah. a purpose?
1: I think that's the same for all of us, right? All of us that are entrepreneurs, we always have that itch. And there's something in the back of our minds that's just like, yo, we should be doing something else, you know, and, and as successful as my career was in finance, I was, the more successful, ironically enough, I was, the less fulfilled I was becoming. Mm. And so that was happening in my personal life at the time. But then 2016 was also happening, right, with the police shootings, you know what I mean, Terrence Crutcher and all that. Um, That was happening the beginnings of the social political landscape that we live in today with Trump. You know, and then so all of that combined was like, man, now's the time for me to do something that's bigger than myself. And it literally came down to a, a day in my life where I made the decision to leave that that world and decide to launch the platform, man. And it was probably the best thing that I ever did.
2: Mm. Dope, dope. Um, anybody in this space you would say that you looked at that followed? that same path Mm -hmm. that kind of inspired you or led you down the way to make you say like, okay, it's okay. And it needs to be more of us going down this direction.
1: Yeah. No, I can't say that there is one person that I can say was my inspiration and said, you know, this person did it so I can do it, you know, because, and that's the challenge that we all face as young men of color that are trying to change the world and, you know, move the culture forward is that there aren't a lot of examples for us to follow. And so we're for, For all intents and purposes, kind of creating and blazing our own trails. Mm -hmm. Right. You're doing it with, you know, driven society and I'm doing it with the lives of men. And, you know, John did it with Blavity. So, like, you know, we're just figuring it out as we go. And I think the most important thing that I'm actually really happy about is that conversations like these are happening right, where you and I are connecting, you know, uh, John is connecting us with other people, right. and you know, those, we're creating kind of that ecosystem, that network of people that now we have people that we can look to for inspiration and for guidance and for some su- support, really. So, um, but before I took that, that that leap, there was really nothing out there that I could be like, yeah, that's what I want to do.
2: Absolutely, because I was looking at the Kevin Hart interview today on Breakfast Club, and it was pretty good. and. You know, you was talking about the whole drama between him and Cat Williams or whatnot, but the real major point of the interview was about how it's important to bring people on. yeah. Bring people on to, you know, when you do have the platform to bring your brothers on, bring your kin on, bring your right. community on. And a lot of what we do, you know, at German Society, especially at TLOM is is so rooted in community. Right. Um, And you know, that's how we connected. Why, why is that important for you?
1: It's, it's critically important, man, because, you know, and I think Issa Rae said it. She was like, we should be networking across, not networking up or down. And I think that's such a profound statement because you could be the next Oprah, right? I could mm-hmm. be the next X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and we just don't know that. You right. know what I mean? So I think that's the true power of if anything positive came out of the, the election was that we realize as people of color that we need to band together mm-hmm. and we need to be doing this together. You know, and so I think that's where the value comes in. You know, so the more we can do things like this, the more we can uh, expand and amplify our messages and help each other do it. I think the better we'll be. And you know, unfortunately, we just have as people of color this ingrained notion that I got to stomp on your neck to win. Right. And we've talked about this. You and I tribe is that there's a lot. There's enough out here for all of us to win. Right. And so why not divide that pie and get 10% of something rather than 100% of nothing? Right.
0: You know what I'm saying? Indeed. That's so uh, in, in terms of um, you know, conversations, um and and, and those, I saw on your website it says, I'm a quote, is like, um by embracing a feminist, inclusive perspective, our goal is to aspire, activate and nurture the development of well rounded men, right? Yeah. So my, my question is, um, you know, what is the benefit of, you know, including that perspective in, into those type of dialogues into and, you know, what kind of narrative is your content trying to uh, push into the community?
1: Yeah, I think the way I would sum it up is that our work sits at the intersection of identity, self-actualization, and masculinity. And what that means is that we, from an identity standpoint, We do a lot of work around blackness. You know, we talked a lot about me being Afro-Caribbean, Dominican, so we talk about blackness and what that looks like, um, especially around Spanish-speaking countries, et cetera. But more importantly, just really addressing the fullest dimensions of who we are as men, including um, the LGBTQ community, right? Mm. Including, you know, white and multicultural men, right? So the things that we're talking about should be widely appealing to all men. So that's the identity part. The self-actualization part is really about how do we show up our best selves, right? How do we follow our dreams? How do we really examine who we are and how we show up in different spaces? All within the concept of masculinity, right? This idea that we're taught how to be men, right? Masculinity isn't something that you're born with. It's something that you're taught to perform. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you're taught by the women in your life, by media, by other men, that this is what it means to be a man. So that's where our work intersects. And I think it's important to include the female voices because, you know, we can't be, to the extent that we're heterosexual men, what we do, the pursuit of happiness, the way we dress, mm-hmm. the money we do for the approval of the women in our lives and the peers and our peers, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's important that we make sure we center the, blo- the lives of black and brown women in the work that we do so that we're in integrity, right? And at the end of the day, really what that means is. Um, building stronger communities, right? So if women have been doing the work for a really long time of healing themselves and making sure that they're leading the way, mm-hmm. then it's time for us as men to do that same work, so that we come to the table and build stronger communities together.
0: Absolutely, I think that's I think that's interesting. Um, the the last part that you said, so. In my estimation, and this is only my estimation, mm. please don't crucify the podcast for this <laughs> oh, uh, opinion. This but uh, it's kind of, um, I feel like, the... so a lot of people have been saying, you know, oh, women have like developed and like the, the conversation has been largely around, um, you know, like women, like awakening or what have you, but that's kind of like, not really true. It's really more so of they've been saying this forever. Mm-hmm. It's just that now it's, it's unignorable, right? right? So, in terms of in terms of like you know male cognitive development, um, male social development, what kind of um, challenges do you have in curating your content in in, in terms of growth? And um, also, in addendum to that, like what kind of um, uh, uh, changes do you do you think that we have to make on our end in like the next, I guess, five ten years or so? Mm. Um, to, I would say six to twelve to... months. Or six to twelve months. Yeah. That's even, yeah. even can we, better. Can we curse here? Yeah. Yeah, right, absolutely. Fuck, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: it's got to happen sooner than that. Man. Okay. Right, right. And I think that's the challenge. So to your point, um, that's a great question, right? Because, you know, women have been doing the work, and yes, it's not new because we're very much in the black girl magic, me too, times up era. Mm-hmm. And I and I fully embrace that and I'm supportive of that. But what I think is missing in those in, in those campaigns is an opportunity to educate. Right. Whereas right now we're using those campaigns as a way to say, you know, men are bad or some men have behaved badly. And this is how it's showing up. Instead, we should be using those campaigns as a way to educate men and women about how we can do better. Right. Mm. That's one way. Um, But I think the challenges that occur is that, you know, I'm, I'm talking about something that's it's not ratchet stuff. You know what I'm saying? So when I post something on Instagram that I think should go viral because it's quality content, it doesn't go viral because it's not a, a Shiggy show doing the uh, Kiki dance, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard. And and sometimes it feels like, man, are really are people really paying attention? Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, what I would like to see change is for people, specifically men, to start looking at themselves and, and figuring out how they want to be better, right? And I know that that's not something that, it might take five to ten years, like you said. I would like to see it happen sooner than that, mm-hmm. but you know, I think the time is now for us to collectively heal, man. And and you know, we need to stop making excuses as men, you know, because the time is now for us.
2: Absolutely, Does
0: that make sense. Of, what kind of um, honesty has you know been brought in your life personally by like you know in terms of healing? Because mm-hmm. there's like a lot of exposure. That needs to happen for you to move forward what kind of um healing to have you uh witness in your personal life to to you know help share that message with others
1: totally man i mean i think you know anything that we do that's born out of greatness comes from some sort of pain right or some sort of trauma like the greatest music of the greatest albums that we love whether it's prince michael jackson whoever those are all born out of a place of pain and i think i came out of you know, and I continue to kind of struggle with certain things in my life, but um, you know, whether it's a breakup, whether it's struggling with mental health, you know, mm. depression, anxiety, you know, all of those things inform the things that I'm doing. And and really the content and the platform is built on my entire life just packaged in a way where you, Franz, can get some inspiration from. Mm. So I think that's where it comes from and 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 that requires a level of vulnerability on my, on my side um, and a level of being in tune with who I am as a man to say, you know what, uh, it's okay to be vulnerable and offer that up to the world so that people can draw inspiration from it.
2: I, yeah, I, w- I want to stay on that for a minute, especially vulnerability with men, right? Because, you know, I talk to my guys a lot and we have many conversations mm-hmm. about, you know, about mad shit, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to, like, women, it comes to the drive, it comes to the hustle, everything. Um, and what I realized through to my brothers is that we all have this, like, you know, we always, we all have, we all live in that we, we're all living that we're we not really acknowledging, we're all living with this, this pressure to lack of a better term, to be the man, right. To perform, to perform. Mm-hmm. Right. And we all living with this pressure and it's like, yo, when I'm here, when I'm there, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing exactly like what it actually is doing to you, like how it's conditioning you, how right. it's affecting your mental health. Cause I went through it and mm-hmm. in certain regards, I'm still going through it. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, yo, I know when I get here, then I'll be happy or I place my happiness on a goal or I place I'm going to when I when I when I'm at, you know, this area of success, this is going to come to me. And um it plays with your mental health, you know, right. what I mean, because a lot of times we don't give our chance. We don't give we don't give ourselves a chance to be vulnerable to say, like, yo, I'm feeling weak in this area right. or, yo, I'm ready to move on in my life in this in this in this area but you know all your boys is gonna be looking at you differently or whatnot yeah. and I like to kind of like play with it you like you know and you know show up in, in, in different in this different ways, just to see the reactions because I, I, I 100% know myself but I realize that I'm around you know sometimes people don't really know themselves mm-hmm. and you know they're trying to be something that they're not really feeling on the inside yeah how do men get to a point where they can be just you know a bit more vulnerable to keep it like 100 with their friends and be like, yo, I'm actually feeling like this, you know what I mean? And I need help mentally to get to that next step.
1: Yeah. I mean, great question. And I think if I had the answer to that question, I wouldn't, my platform wouldn't exist. Right. And I think that's Mm. the beauty of it is that we're still trying to uncover what that means. But I think the first step is, you know, just being comfortable and having conversations like this. You know what I mean? Like checking on your, on your bro and be like, yo fam, you good? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're you out there, you know, doing your thing and I get that and I respect it. But, you know, a lot of times what happens is, you know, we uh subscribe to to, to medications that exist outside of us to heal something that's going on inside of us. And that True. that might be womanizing, that might be drugs, that might be, yo, know, I gotta go get the material stuff. You know what I mean? And so when you see those things, un- unfortunately we live in a culture that celebrates those things. Absolutely. But, you know, question it. You know what I mean? Like, I question my boys all the time. Like, yo fam, like, I hear you, yo, she's bad. And oh, yeah. she's bad. And then she's bad. But like, are you really, you know, where, wh- what is the root cause of what you're trying to numb or heal? You mm. know what I'm saying? And I've been a, a victim of that too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've done the thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really about learning with one another and having these conversations in a very real way. And then hopefully you've, you've, made um, strong enough connections with your people that they'd be receptive to it mm-hmm. you know but we can't be afraid to to ask those hard questions you know what I mean
2: exactly that makes sense mm-hmm. definitely so what is the first step you see if um, for um, you know especially for mental health and the uh, for men how do you see them going about getting help you know like if they're you know if they're too worried about showing their weaknesses mm-hmm. showing their scars, um, what do you say is the first step for anybody out there listening on how to deal with it just personally first before mm-hmm. they even go out and, you know, communicate or engage with anybody about it?
1: Um, man, um I mean, some of the things that I do is just I write in a journal, you know what I'm saying? I talk to my, like out loud, talk to myself in the shower. Uh, but I would say get a therapist and I, and I know that that doesn't necessarily answer your question directly because you said your question was what do we, how, what can people do before they reach out to somebody else, right. but I'd say you can reach out to the therapist and no one will know that Right, that's between you and that person, mm-hmm. you know And no one needs to know that you know on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock at night. You got to go to a therapy session mm-hmm. You know, I think that's so important and for some reason in our communities That's that's been such a, a taboo or faux pas like oh nah, you know, like that seemed as weak mm-hmm. um, but go out there and get a therapist man and if you need a list of of therapists of color of men I'm happy to, to, you know, hit me up because I have a, a running list really? of resources. Yeah. Oh, I have dope. a running list of resources in New York City of mental health practitioners that are, are, are of color. That's Ooh. fire. Yeah. So I'm happy to share that.
2: Dope. Right. Yeah. So I want to um, get into the work you're doing at the Oath. You're yeah. doing some really great work at the Oath. Please definitely tell the people um, what you got going Shout, on. Shout
1: Yeah. So Oath is, for those that don't know, is the former Yahoo and AOL. They merged. Right. So it's a legacy Internet company that's owned by Verizon. And I've started doing work as a new company. They merged less than or a little bit over a year ago. But the new company and I think an extension of the lives of men and the brand is that if we're talking to a demographic that includes uh, black and brown men and women that are upwardly mobile, that are educated. these This is a demographic that brands want to market to. Right. From a product perspective um, or they want to hire you know, from a diversity perspective. So they asked me to come on board and help them develop their global uh, diversity and inclusion strategy. And I've been doing that for the last few months. Um, And it's been great because, you know, I've been able to activate both internally and externally and show Oath, you know, bring Oath to people that didn't know who Oath was, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of people don't know that Oath owns Yahoo Sports, they own HuffPost, they own Tumblr, you know, they own all these brands that we probably use on a daily basis, but we don't know of. Mm. Um, so I've been able to bring Oath to uh, a community that didn't know they existed. Mm. And then vice versa. I've been able to bring people to Oath through my conference right. where it's just like now they, they want to like this is, you know, people of color underrepresented in tech and media. Like now they want to hire us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of the, the, the relationship. And that's how I see my role as being uh, a, an internal and external brand ambassador, if you will, for them.
2: Absolutely. That's like,
0: what, what, int- what does that uh, role entail? Like in terms of, um, you know, sharing a message to a different audience or a different mm-hmm. culture, like what are some of the mechanics of that?
1: Yeah, um, it's really about having conversations that aren't normally had inside of corporate spaces. So I'll give you a very real example. Um, if we're talking about diversity, uh, diversity is not just whether you're white and I'm black whether you're gay or I'm straight, whether you're, you know, whatever. So diversity means how are you showing up your fullest self, right? And embracing who you are fully inside of a corporate space. And we need to move from, you know, there's people out there that say, oh, I don't see color, right? That's not where we need to be. We need to embrace color. We need to be able to embrace differences because that difference is what makes you who you are and then that leads to value. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm working with them to kind of help them understand that. Um, I'm helping them understand how to activate the human emotion and the human spirit inside of corporate spaces. And I think all of us that are entrepreneurs probably had that as one of the major issues, why we wanted to leave the corporate space is because they didn't see us as who we are as individuals. Mm-hmm. So I'm helping them to try to understand that.
2: Fire. Absolutely. Um, that leads us to the TLM TLOM platform. Um, it's been a, Amazing start so far with the conference and, you know, um, like I was saying, the platform you're leading for for, for men. Um, tell the people where you plan on going with the with the platform. Um, who do you want to reach? How do you want to grow it? And what can we expect more from there? Yeah.
1: Great question. Thanks for asking it. It's it's the platform is really, like I said, it's it's a media company mm-hmm. and I specifically a media company for one major reason. And that's because we need representation matters and we need to be able to show more positive um, examples of what we look like in media, beyond us being athletes, rappers, you et cetera, especially Mm -hmm. as men of color. So I specifically wanted to have it be a media company because those narratives need to change, and we need to, it's like FUBU, right? We need to do it for us, by us. So I'm trying to um, approach it from that standpoint. and then what's next is we're gonna do co- uh, wellness conference 2.0 mm-hmm. at the top of the year. Dope. We are developing a TV show, a, a documentary series through uh, Yahoo News that'll come out hopefully at the at the top of the year. Nice. Um, so really just expanding the brand and really all audience building. Um, but the the other part that's that's actually happening that's pretty interesting is we're working with legacy brands in the space. So we just came back from Florida. Working with uh, Black Enterprise, Fire. you know, really talking about how we, again, expand our message, but to a younger demographic. So those opportunities are going to continue to happen, man. But we're really just trying to change the game. But more importantly, just partner with, with brands like yourselves, right? And really just trying to galvanize and make sure that we are moving the culture forward. Mm-hmm. We all have the same goal. We just get there differently. How do we work together to get that done?
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If, if you guys are listening, um, all the young men out there, men period, definitely check out. The lives of men. The conference. The content. Um, it's inspiring. Um, just really um, incredible content for you guys to engage with. It'll really, um, it'll really make changes in your life. Um, we ask all our guests this that come on the Driven Minds podcast: is um, what drives you? What keeps you going? What wakes you up in the morning to keep pushing your platform, living your purpose, mm-hmm. and doing your thing?
1: Man, one of my biggest fear is what drives me, and that is living a life unfulfilled. Right, Like if you think about it, every single person that's listening, every single person in this room was put on this earth to be the best, their best selves. And we all have a gift to, to give the world. And it'd be a shame if we were to pass on and not give that gift. And so that's what keeps me alive, man. That's what keeps me going is that I have something and I still don't know, I can't necessarily articulate it to uh, a, a minute degree as to what my purpose is, mm. but I know I'm living in it right now. You know what I'm saying, and I'm going to continue to do that until the wheels fall off. You know what I mean. So whatever that means is, you know, I think that's what keeps me alive. That's what keeps me going. And look, man, you you'll never know whether you're not you're you're on the right path. You know, but that path will continue to affirm whether or not you are along the way. And if you and if it continues to do that, then just keep doing it. Well,
2: I dig that. I dig that. So you're stuck on an island. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you got. Three albums to bring. Oh, yo! I've asked this question so many times. Now it's coming back. <laughs> it's gonna tell me everything I need to know about you, brother. <laughs> All right, let's go. What albums you bringing?
1: Reasonable doubt.
0: Of course.
1: Um, uh, for sure, reasonable. But you gonna
0: do with reasonable doubt on the island, bro?
2: Yo, stop it! Yeah. You know, you're bringing reasonable doubt too?
0: No, That's you're
1: not crazy. Re- You're not re- So, can I turn around and ask y'all the same question yeah, afterwards? Absolutely. All right. So, I'm bringing reasonable doubt. Um, I'm bringing. Man, so many genres. So Reasonable Doubt, I'm bringing uh, the best of Bob Marley. So what's that? Uh, Lit. Yeah, bringing that. And then I'm bringing, <laughs> does a mixed CD count? <laughs>
0: <laughs> or does but it have I'm to be like to bring an artist a, uh, 97 Volume <laughs> <laughs> volume sixteen.
1: <laughs> like I would have mixed my old two. We'll joke. do
0: songs from Beanie Seagull
1: Jada <laughs> Because that's cheap then I could just add a few songs from right. across different nah, but um so so the best of Bob and then probably um yeah. You know, I'm probably gonna wanna change the answer as soon as we get off air, but I'm gonna just say um Mama's Gun from Erica Badu.
0: Okay. Mm. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. i can rock with that. Cool. Mm. So I'm going to go so today <laughs> I'm Oh, so it's like the, okay. All right. So, I'm going to go back to Black Amy White House. Ooh, really? Um yeah, that's my girl. Uh I never my man. let I do that. Um the Pimpolation by C. Mm.
2: Alright, guy Coast got
0: to listen to MC. I get that. Hard kicking back, laying in the shade. Right, um, These East Coast got to listen to Let me Pops. see and
2: ready uh, yeah. to die. Mm. Okay, ready to die. Yeah. Uh, how I about mean, you, Trap? Definitely reasonable. Doubt is always yeah. on my list. Yes. Yeah. Horrible, that's horrible. it is. That's horrible selection. <laughs> really?
0: I'm just saying though. You gonna be like... wild motivated for what <laughs> to get stay alive, man. baby.
2: Cut some coconuts down, son. Um. Miseducation mm. Never going anywhere without miseducation Man. And you know what <clears throat> Since we are on an island A lot of people might not know about this in the room I'm gonna take the best of uh, a Kenny H- G
1: Oh, Barris okay. Barris Hammond Word Shou- Andrea's loving that right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Word did. up he's, yeah, Jamaican? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's Jamaican? and Costa That's American. terrible news <laughs> <laughs> He's an <he's> <laughs> Oh man
2: we want to definitely thank you for coming on the podcast brother thank you Trav appreciate Appreciate you You. Um,
1: pleasure my brother appreciate you
2: Um, tell the people where they can find you on the social
1: yeah yeah they can find the platform is at the lives of men on all social platforms uh, Twitter Facebook Instagram um, and you can find my personal page at King Capri K-I-N-G K-H-E-P-R-I
2: dope dope. check it out Um, y'all like we always say this time stay driven stay driven